Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Day Shall Come in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. For anybody that, you know, listens to this podcast regularly, that has listened to, I don't know, let's say at least half of the episodes I've put out, I think there's a pretty discernible difference between a intended episode, an episode I, I have always known I'm going to do. Like, there's going to be a review episode for Star Wars. There's also probably going to be a statistics episode for Star Wars. Those are coming. Uh, inevitable. Inevitable. But this is an episode that wasn't. This is a movie I didn't even know about until after it had come out. It is a movie that I didn't even intend to talk about until uh, I had to kind of fill space for while I'm on vacation. And I always feel like for the people who have listened to a bunch of episodes, it's fairly, it's probably really easy to tell uh, when the episode is something I had intended to talk about, I was prepared to talk about, and when it's not. So this is, if, if it isn't clear already, an episode I was not really prepared to talk about. Uh, even after watching it, I wasn't uh, really prepared to you know, speak on, on what this is. And, and there may not even be enough content here to go into too much detail about this movie. But... That said, uh, I will do what I can to talk about The Day Shall Come uh, and uh, as best as I can. So let's do it. The Day Shall Come is a 2019 film. It is directed by Chris Morris. He is the director of a movie called Four Lions, which I also watched fairly recently. It is from 2010, and it stars Riz Ahmed. And Four Lions is hilarious comedy about four... British terrorists who are incompetent at what they do. So, uh, of course, it is a delicate uh, topic and, and thing to and line to walk. But it is one that Chris Morris, director-writer on Four Lions, was able to do. So, nine years later, he comes out with The Day Shall Come. And uh, Four Lions... Uh, was co-written by Jesse Armstrong. Jesse Armstrong is a credited writer on In the Loop. If you're not familiar with In the Loop, familiarize yourself with it. It is a 2009 film from Armando Iannucci, uh, starring Peter Capaldi and a bunch of other people. And it's a political film with fantastic writing. It is absolutely hilarious and was even nominated for an Oscar for, for its writing, for its screenplay. So Jesse Armstrong, Chris Morris, they didn't. they wrote In the Loop, uh, actually, I don't know if Chris Morris... Chris Morris didn't write In the Loop. Jesse Armstrong wrote In the Loop. Then he and Chris Morris wrote Four Lions. Then they came and wrote The Day Shall Come, which stars Marshant Davis, Anna Kendrick, Pej Vidat, Daniel Brooks, Rodney Rot Richardson, Jim Gaffigan, Dennis O'Hare, among others. And this movie is not very dissimilar from four lions four lions very well received very well liked uh for for what it is and the day shall come is quite similar uh it's not british this time it is it takes place in miami it follows marchant davis who plays moses al shabazz 
who is a very, 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 very small-time uh, cult leader. And, and even that's an exaggeration. He doesn't really... It's not a cult. It's just a very tiny uh, religious commune with, like, four people in it. And he is their leader. And he has no money. He is very, very poor. And <clears throat> so the uh, Anna Kendrick plays an FBI agent... Uh, in a great role, I think, for her. She, you know, if you've seen her in, you know, Pitch Perfects and Noel and the other, you know, most of the other films she's been in the last few years, she's often playing a little bit ditzy, a little bit awkward, a little bit quirky, um, you know, character that, you know, she's very good at and it's very much her brand at this point. And she's not playing that here. She's playing... Uh, she's playing this, this still funny, but, but more hardened FBI agent. She's not just, you know, kind of a quirky punching bag in this movie. She is absolutely agent of her own devices that, that controls her own fate and whatnot. And it is, you know, the, the driving force here, Moses Al-Shabazz, has no money, and so the FBI, in a bid to basically create uh, another worldwide, world-famous terrorist, in the only for the purposes of arresting uh, that person, uh, offers to pay, you know, off- offers to uh, give Shabazz money in order for him to go and buy, you know, weapons of mass destruction, weapons of any kind, uh, to further his own goals. Now, the problem is, he doesn't really believe in some of this stuff. Like, he doesn't want to buy automatic, like, assault rifles to use them, uh, because he doesn't believe in weapons that fire bullets. Uh, You know, his his lunacy, the the insanity of, of what his his little religious group believes in is kind of in it's just you know it's hard it strains credulity um and so because of that it makes it that much more difficult for the fbi to kind of force this this entrapment onto him uh you know they they worship a variety of things uh, then they and they you know are trying to rise up against white oppress- oppression but they don't uh you know they don't use firearms uh Shabazz Al-Shabazz Moses Al-Shabazz is on as or not on he he refuses to take his antipsychotic medication uh because it it makes him sleepy and so so the the process of turning him into this dupe is almost uh, you know it, it's just it's comical it's so so funny and and so the the film very similarly to four lions where it's just kind of this comedy of errors and and sh- slowly you see these people who are not good at what they're trying to do sort of fall backward into success Moses kind of does the same thing he's pushes away uh his uh his wife and kid 
because of how because he's kind of going along with these things you know he does ultimately he decides to take the guns but not to use them uh he's like i can just you know empty them and use them as fence posts but he knows that they represent money he can you know then turn around and sell them and and it it just it's one thing on top of the other you know he the the climax of the film so here's where it's it's all just kind of bells and whistles until we get to the final act uh you know it's it's constantly trying to maneuver these pieces into the right position and every time the fbi thinks they've got shabazz right where they need him they don't that he he for whatever like they think he's going to be you know the this perfect goat for them and then all of a sudden he shows up at their office uh trying somehow like trying to implement himself as uh you know this potential criminal and it it just it's so bizarre but anyway so the final act this is where it all kind of comes to a head start it it kicks off with a deal between shabazz his group and a group of neo-nazis and the the deal, the sale between the two of them is that for $100,000, he's going to sell them uranium. And, of course, both Moses and the FBI know he does not have uranium to sell. He absolutely does not. And whatever he ends up giving the neo-Nazis cannot possibly be uranium. However, things get problematic when other agencies catch wind of what's going on because the problem here is that and this is where i think what i like about this movie and is that yeah it's a pretty straightforward thing with the the fbi conflict between them and moses but once you include other agencies into this situation the miami police become involved uh that ultimately shows that it puts the fbi in a position where they can't reveal what's really going on because they kind of manufactured the whole damn thing they can't just like ignore it because it's obviously a terrifying thing that if 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 this is if there's even a point zero 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 one percent chance that this is actually real uranium uh it's it's a you know it's it's a horrific possibility of what could happen and so it 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 becomes this this juggling act for the fbi to simultaneously further along what's taking place despite how safe they know what you know despite knowing that everything that's happening is going to be safe and, and fine while also trying to convince people that it's not so that they can make this arrest ultimately and it's um and then on moses side like he kind of he kind of figures it out but also he's insane so he kind of doesn't figure it out at the same time he's just it's 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 this weird intersection of trying to determine how much somebody knows at any given time and trying to circumvent the variety of individual plots that are being 
carried out at any given time. And I, I it's it's not as good as Four Lions. Four Lions is a better movie, but 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 the day shall come is is just incredibly funny. One of the funniest movies I've seen this year, and it never lets up, and it's very short. You know, it, it's less than it's less than an hour and a half long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It knows exactly, you know, how long it can support this premise, which you know, isn't that long. And I think there's just enough elevation throughout the film from uh, this is just the FBI, FBI versus Moses to introducing you know the neo Nazis to introducing the police and all these other factions. Uh, to get the absolute maximum value out of these characters and out of this premise. Uh, now, the interesting thing here, another interesting thing, is that the FBI, um, you know, really does do sting operations, right? Like they do things like this not hopefully exactly like this but it does um it kind of begs this question of how fictitious is this plot how fictitious is the premise because you know it's it's no small it's no secret that you know, the U.S. has a hand in so many other things around the world, and, um, you know, the FBI among them. And so if something like this was, you know, really happening, really, you know, taking place, that's, I mean, obviously, you know, an actual terrorist with actual uranium is scarier, but the, the, the implications behind this type of thing are are terrifying and i and you know i think for the most part like this is a very satirical film and, and really just kind of poking fun and, and exaggerating the the real things that go on in these quote-unquote you know sting operations but i think it does a really good job of posing that question it, it you know is it worth like like at where is the line right like if you if you need somebody to get to say an eight on the terrorism scale to be worth uh you know arresting and that's probably high let's say you need somebody on a at a five on the terrorism scale to be worth arresting legally speaking and these guys are a one you know that's a huge jump you have to you have to stretch a lot to get them to that point and you know maybe the situation in real life is that there's a couple fours that get pushed to that five level. There's a couple fours, maybe a three here and there if they see enough potential. But you know, if if you know, what about a two point nine? And and you kind of get into the weeds and and dig through the minutia of that scale, that sliding scale, and it does become kind of an interesting, you know, discussion. And I think, you know, there's a film out there that kind of could could actually like look at that question from a from a non-satirical point of view but i don't you know who knows how how good that would be but this from from the satirical side of things i love the way chris morris and and uh, as the director and then himself again and jesse armstrong as the writers give us this this story 
Marchant Davis is incredible as Moses Al-Shabazz. I loved his performance. I thought he does a great job of being this ridiculous, you know, religious leader that his, it's weird, you know, his, his, his ideals, his, his moral, uh, direction, his moral compass seems to change from scene to scene. And it's easy to, you know, be a character and, and in that sense that is just all over the place that you can't really pin down, but somehow, and I don't know how much I can attribute this to, to, um, Marshawn Davis and how much I can attribute to the writing, but somehow they're able to create this Moses Al-Shabazz character who is like that, who is so back and forth and back and forth on, on what he stands for and what he believes and, and how he goes about it more specifically. And yet you never, I, at least I never felt like he was this poorly written character he feels real i bought every time his intentions changed i bought every time his desires shifted because of the performances because of the direction because of the writing and all that kind of combined to to really make sense and to really work so um all that said i really like the day shall come uh I, th- I think one of the reasons I singled this film out is to talk about is because it's not going to show up on the Circle of Film Awards for this year, uh, which, you know, is kind of disappointing. I think it could have. I think there's room for it to have, uh, but it just doesn't quite get that far. Uh, other interesting details, according to uh, Wikipedia and a handful of their sources, Chris Morris secretly made this movie. It was made in 2017 and 2018 in the Dominican Republic and was shot in secret. And um, that's in that's a pretty fantastic thing all in and of itself. You know, it's hard to make a movie and get it to the release date without everyone knowing everybody in the movie, without everybody knowing every plot detail. You know, every film kind of goes through that in that situation, and the big ones, it's you know impossible uh, to to kind of hit those to get through that. And so, anytime any movie can do that, I am kind of always impressed by that. So, the day shall come. The day shall come. And kind of to kind of reflect back on what I opened this episode with. I think the easiest way to pinpoint an episode that I didn't plan to talk, didn't plan to talk about, hadn't, you know, expected to talk about is to look at how long the episode is, because I think nine times out of 10, it's those episodes that are under 20 minutes, which currently this one is, and will probably be by the time I finish the outro. So thank you for listening to today's episode. I highly encourage you to check out The Day Shall Come. I believe it is on something. think it's a stream i think you can stream it somewhere maybe i might be wrong um amazon it's on amazon it's on amazon video you can check it out there thank you for listening to today's episode it does mean a lot if you'd like to find more episodes you can head over to itunes stitcher places where podcasts can be found you can also head over to the website circleoffilm.com to find all the other episodes and much more you can find me and circleoffilm at gmail.com email me there you can find me on twitter at circleoffilm you can find me on letterboxd at circleoffilm you can support the show 
if you'd like, I do appreciate it. Like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, uh, tell somebody, or just listen. That is the key part. If you would like to go a, a step further, subscribe, become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film, where for as little as eight cents an episode, you can have early access to every episode that comes out early. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be just saying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.